and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your wonderful host, Eric, and joining me this evening, uh, the quite beautiful, quite lovely Steph, also known as Still Not Advice from the uh, from the old Twitter. How's it going? Good. How are you? Um, well, I, I just opened a bottle of whiskey, and uh, so I'm going to be doing a whole lot better here in just a minute. Keep <laughs> pouring, and good. There we go. Yeah, I don't dare bust into it. I might might go bad if I do that. Yes, so it's the uh, the fine makers of uh, vodka that I like from right here in Louisiana. They also made a whiskey, which isn't too bad, not too shabby. You know, the only the only alcohol I really have in my house is bourbon these days, and it's all flavored <sighs> bourbon. bourbon. Um, flavored bourbon. Well, you know, like cinnamon or oh, okay, cinnamon. There's cinnamon. a lot of cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, got uh, um, I got a little collection going. I got Basil Hayden's from uh, my buddy Josh uh, when he was engaged. I bought myself some chicken cock. I saw I saw uh, that on uh, on Twitter. I, what was it the other day when you posted that? Well, the chicken cock's like this Caribbean island rum bourbon thing. Yeah, and we were making got, all kinds of uh, jokes with it. <laughs> I've got that Four Roses stuff too, still. And ooh, Four Roses. Yeah, that one so was good. for Grandpa's birthday. But yeah, it, I try not to drink too much, or I'll just be on AMA on Twitter, you know, answering <laughs> smart-ass questions. <laughs> Well, I mean, we might get into it tonight. It just depends on uh, how bad the uh, the comments are jumping. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, as far as the flavored stuff goes, I, I like one flavored whiskey, and that's uh, Jameson Orange. And I've been known to put away an entire bottle in a single sitting. <laughs> Is your liver okay? Dude, I have no clue, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my liver at some point is just like, you know what? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I'm like an so asshole paranoid mistreat us. about it that I just <laughs> I try to restrain myself I'm a lightweight if someone oh, no. gives me more than like two drinks I'm like life is so good zonked <laughs> yeah uh, everybody at Shoulderberg last year uh, this year I should say got a uh, up close and personal with me and a bottle of Jameson Orange I had drank almost the entire bottle by myself aside from a few sips I was handing out. And uh, it didn't take long for me to get into the, uh, oh my God, I love you guys. <laughs> At least you're that kind of tipsy, right? And not like yeah. the mean tipsy. I feel no, like I'm I either 100% silly on... ass drunk. So I feel like I could go either way, depending on who I'm around. So I just avoid it <laughs> just in case. Yeah. And if, I don't think I've ever been like me nasty or like sad, depressed, drunk. Can't remember a time where that's actually been the case. If I'm sad already, I don't start drinking because it will never end well. Like, oh yeah, there's no, don't. there's no good that can come from that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like even uh, like even in my early twenties when I was a little bit more prone to depression. And even drinking then, it would just like I would just snap out of it, be silly, be silly, Eric, run around for a little bit. 
Yeah, when you're cognizant of it. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I just, those are temporary feelings. I don't have to feel this all the time. <laughs> I wish we could temporarily stop giving money to foreign countries, but. Oh, Jesus. That, yeah, the uh, the song and dance with uh, Zelensky today. He and, looks like uh, a little toddler in his little sweatsuit. Give me money, mom and dad. It was the it's the worst. I mean, he's just like showing up in olive drab and everything, and he's trying to sell. He's like, no, I'm a soldier at war. Look at me in my military outfit. You know, he it's probably just... just playing Call of Duty all day. <laughs> oh man, they keep having like uh, people over there, like uh, David Letterman, uh, to talk to him, and uh, it's like. You could tell, like, the entire studio that they're in is completely fake. It's not a real place, you know, because they've got everything hooked up with lights and all that. And then next thing you know, they're piping in, like, air raid sirens. And you're like, why are we doing this song and dance? It's, it it's wild to, be to me this way. because I realized, you know, back in the day, they used to have, um, what was it that, what, what guy was it that had the troop show? In World War II. Oh, that was Bob Hope. Those the USO shows. Like, yeah. I understand that back in the day, they used to do stuff like that, right? Where yeah. you go out and you entertain the troops. First of all, they aren't our troops. <laughs> yes. Second of all, why are you putting on concerts for the elite in a freaking war zone? Yeah, it's so bizarre. And like then Sean Penn like, goes over there to hand him an Oscar, you know. <laughs> like, I support minding your own fucking business. How about that? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a tough one to even get into, like, regular conversation about it because nobody has a nuanced opinion about it at all. It's all, it's all oh, well, you know, Putin invaded, so therefore Putin is bad. And uh, just, you know, we got to back Ukraine down to the last Ukrainian. I was like, no, no kind of in the situation they're both kind of dickheads and you don't have to support either one and totally an option I, just, I don't understand how people can't comprehend that like and then i have to remind myself so many people are just plugged in to all the bullshit right oh, yeah. and i was thinking about this today how there is no good way that our country can really move forward as a regular, you know, as one country because they keep us yeah. so divided and people don't want to see the good going on in their own communities. And then you realize like so many people just believe what the government tells us. And oh, yeah. they don't think for themselves. Yeah, the media has just, done oh, a man, fantastic awful. job of uh, propaganda at this point. I mean, they've they've got them believing uh, just about everything and then nothing at all at the same time. It's it's so it's so apparent because it, I can't have conversations with like regular regular people about this stuff. Because no, number one, they don't know any of the history about it. Uh, and even what they regurgitate is kind of like the narrative that was put to them by the corporate press, you know, and you're just like, no, no, that's not how the events turned out. <laughs> it's like, let's back up. Let's back up to 2014. Let's, let's kind of address what happened then. 
and then see if this doesn't change your opinion at all. And even then it's like, well, you know, you just can't vote yourself out of a country. And you're like, they, they opted to leave peacefully and they wouldn't let him go. We, we also have a history of that here in this country where people voted to leave peacefully and then they wouldn't be left alone. You know, so bizarre. It's like they, they don't want to stay. Just let them go. And if they go and they fail and they uh, they end up like poor and broke and destitute and everything else. Well, then that was their mistake. You, you have to let people make their own mistakes. And I think so many people are scared of failing. Like I'm scared, scared of failure. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, everybody is um, to it, a certain it's degree. One of my biggest things. But there are people who won't try anything. You know, they just stay in shitty situations and feel awful for themselves. And they, they project that onto other people. And then it's just yeah. like this awful cycle. But, you know, the news is propaganda. And it's ironic that the FBI today um, was like, yeah, you guys are just conspiracy theorists. We didn't do this. It was all Russia. Oh, yeah, I saw that and I was like, immediately, this is just. <laughs> and in fact, now I have to go find that tweet because it was just I was like, are you fucking kidding me with this garbage right now? Like, they're like, oh, it's all made up. Buddy, we have the emails. What do you mean yeah. it's made up? Like, yeah, it was, you, you literally was like, said it in your own emails to the people in charge what you were doing. And now you're saying it's a conspiracy theory. They do yeah. this to everything. And I just, the fact that people can't see it and the fact that they won't see the propaganda surrounding Ukraine and all the shit going on yeah. in that area is just mind boggling. It's right in front of their faces. Yeah. So this was there. Can't... This was on Fox News of all places. <laughs> uh, FBI responds to Twitter file dumps. It is unfortunate that conspiracy theorists and others are feeding the American public misinformation with the sole purpose of attempting to discredit the agency. Why? Right? Like, could you imagine putting that out with a straight face? I, I have to wonder if, if they're just in there and they're like, look, if we use the word misinformation, 97% <laughs> of the world will probably believe it. And someone's right. like, but what about that 3%? And they're like, look, it's democracy. 97% is greater than 3%. It's fine. Right. I just, it's like when you see these TikToks of people who are like a day in the life as like some tech project manager. Right. And it's like, they get up, they go to the gym or whatever. And then right. they roll into work around 11, make themselves a free drink. Right. Like, it's just like, they're doing nothing. Whoever is doing like the PR for the FBI, I feel like that's them, right? They strolled in at 11. Their boss is like, hey, we have a problem. And they're like, it's fine. It's just misinformation. And their boss is like, mm, but they have receipts. They're like, no, no, no. No, we just call that conspiracy theory. <laughs> I mean, we've been using the same playbook since the 1960s and the Warren Commission. For JFK, we'll just call them conspiracy theorists, and then we can just discredit everything that they have to say after that. And it's amazing to me also that like everyone was surprised that it wasn't news that the CIA was related to killing Kennedy. And to be fair, yeah. I did not read the document dump. I have not listened to anyone detail it. Oh yeah, at all. But everyone's like, so the CIA killed JFK, and I'm like, 
did you think it was someone else? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. You and know, he, if they covered it up and like. Yeah, I could. I took a little. Yeah, I took a little skim through it, just kind of like pre-read it, and um, yeah, that kind of detail a little bit about everything. Of course, a lot of it's still heavily redacted. Uh, of course. Yeah, and the one thing that people don't understand is like a lot of those people that were around back then that were just you know just coming up, they're still around today. You know, we had the Bush the Elder who signed for uh, Kennedy's body. It was like George Bush of the CIA, and it was like trying to say, "Oh, I wasn't in the CIA at that time, and I was only in Tyler, Texas, which is you know just a couple of hours away from Dallas." It's like, I don't know how many George Bushes you know of. Yeah. Well, it's just, even if they weren't, like, okay, they didn't, again, I didn't read it. But even if they didn't coordinate it, right? Yeah. There was still a massive cover-up. I mean, even the secondary round of inquiry on it, right, found that they didn't believe what the Warren Commission found, right? Like, they were like, "Yeah, yeah, this doesn't line up. And they were like, it's fine. We just won't talk about it. So at minimum, it's a conspiracy to hide what happened, right? Right. But more than likely, based on the evidence of literally everything they've done in every other country we've ever interacted with, they were involved. And I actually, when all this started coming out, I had done this like speech or paper or something for like a public speaking class about... (laughs) The plot to kill Kennedy. I'm not even kidding you. College level, level class. And nice. I was still in my like attorney phase where like I was phrasing things like an attorney. And I was like, look, he, he didn't even like none of this makes sense. I'll pull it up. But oh, man, it reminded me of it. And I went and found it. And I was just like, if I could put these many pieces together almost a decade ago how are people surprised at all that the CIA was involved in the year of our Lord 2022? (laughs) Yeah. To the shock and surprise of nobody involved, of course. Yeah. And everyone's like, why isn't it mainstream news? Because we already knew. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the same thing how I feel about uh, Edward Snowden. You know, I'm 43 years old. I was around in the 90s. We were learning about all of this stuff, Echelon, Carnivore, and everything, which later became Google. Uh, And we were, like, trying to sound the alarm back then because when uh, Wi-Fi was first becoming a thing, we were using it. uh, We wrote our own little programs. We were using it to map rooms because the Wi-Fi signal bounces off of walls and everything. You know. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, we were just a bunch of stupid kids able to write all this stuff. And, C+. and this is why I will never get a Roomba. My house isn't I mean, great that, that, anyway. Yeah, that literally maps your rooms for you. <laughs> I don't have a nice house, but even when I do get a house built, I will absolutely never get a Roomba. I don't even work in tech, but I know enough people in tech that are like, no Roombas, don't yeah. talk to Alexa, like none yeah. of it. And I'm like, my phone is bad enough that it can hear me. And to be honest, earlier I was like, you know, we're going to do this podcast thing and tomorrow someone's going to knock at my door. They're going to be like, look, it's negative 50 degrees outside. Will you let us in? Absolutely not. Come back with a warning. No. 
It's like, don't make me tap the sign. And the sign outside says, (laughs) fuck off, come back with a warrant. Um, I think I was, when I was having dinner with my aunt and my dad, I don't remember what they brought up about the government, but I said something like, if a cop showed up, I tell them to fuck all the way off. And then I was like, and come back with a warrant. She's like, maybe, maybe you should lead with the warrant part. I was like, that's that's another one that that'll kind of still uh, get on people's nerves. It's like, I tell them, it's like, no, I'm uh, really just not a fan of cops at all. And uh, it's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, they all enforce unjust and immoral laws, and I don't really like them. Uh, there's things that could be done to fix it or at least come close to solving a problem. And uh, the moment I start talking about those little things, it's like, oh, well, you can't expect the officers to do that. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. I think it's different in a rural area for me because i know at least who our you know sheriff is and yeah, exactly you're a little small him. town you'll probably have a little more sway over the sheriff where you can actually yeah. get things done and uh well, and two they're elected by us you know the sheriff right. is so there's that aspect and i know that's true in all the other cases when a small town is like you know them right right i still don't like our police officers at the same time i pay taxes and if something happens here I'm going to report it. So like I had, I don't know if I told you the story, but uh, there are a lot of Amish around here. Well, not really like directly next to me, but close enough. And every winter they come out to my farm. Now, mind you, my driveway is like three quarters of a mile long. They come out to the farm and they knock on my door and they're like, can we hunt for pigeons in your silos? And I'm like, no. Or they'll ask if I have any pigeons. I'll say no. And they'll ask if they can go check. And I'm like, no. Well, one year they came out and I was actually like, I had run to town. So I wasn't even here, but we had snow and I don't go into my silos because I currently have no livestock. So like, I have no reason to be anywhere near the barn in the winter. And I came home and first of all, there was horse shit in my driveway. And I was like, huh, that's weird because I don't have a indicator that the Amish are nearby. (laughs) I was like, that's weird. I don't have a horse. (laughs) <laughs> so I walked the dogs and I saw these like footsteps by the barn and I was like, well, those aren't mine. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, they come in the dark. So the next morning I went out and I videotaped it to like prove that they were already there. Right. When I was walking yeah. and they walked right to the back of my silo room and then came right out of it. So they like they went in and then they came out like you could see the prints like the direction of the shoe very clearly it went both ways so i was like you've got to be kidding me so i called it in purely so there was record that it happened in case anybody else in the neighborhood had anything stolen from them and it needed to be i live around a lot of old people right so it was more of just like look i you're not gonna go find them i don't want you to go find them i just want it on record yeah and it also like sets up the, if they keep doing it and they never leave my property again, now you know why, because it's not like their first time. So this, the last couple years, they'll show up after dark and they'll knock on the door and I happen to be doing something both times and I didn't answer the door immediately. So he started knocking on my door like cops. And I was like, okay, well, when I open that door, someone better be dead to be pounding on my door like that in the middle of the night. Right. And they're like, 
can we look for pigeons? No. Goodbye. Like, if I said no, who once, do you think you are? You would think that they would spread the word. Well, every year, and it's the same people, I'm sure of it. But yeah. it's different, like in a rural area, because most of the time, you know, we're not we're not having things where you need to go and enforce anything, right? You know, yeah. anytime cops have been out here, it's like, okay, to document that, or I accidentally burnt down three buildings and the sheriff had to come out with the fire department <laughs> to make sure I didn't like do something <laughs> illegal, which is my property. First right. Of all. <laughs> but second, like they automatically come out no matter what. And I wasn't going to not call the fire department. <laughs> But it's a lot different in inner cities, right? Like, what are they doing all day? Even even the highway patrol, what are the, they're there to make money for the government? They're oh not yeah, that's there it. To help their communities. I, I just I understand why some people feel that like okay, cops are good, but they're really not. When they're not elected yeah. by you, when you have no recourse, when they have immunity from everything. No, absolutely not. And if there's yeah, just some basic reforms, just put a citizens review board. And so the citizens have to come together and actually determine if the cop was actually in the wrong for what they did. And then and I can't even get people on board. Yeah, the, of course, it's like it's like bare minimum, you're going to lose your job as a cop. Uh, at maximum, you may be thrown in jail, you know. Uh, with this type of stuff. And a Citizens Review Board would go a long way to fix a lot of problems. Well, and and if they're exempt to things that we aren't exempt from. Right. Uh, That's that's the qualified immunity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They love to stand behind that qualified immunity thing. It was like, all right, point to me in the Constitution where it's at. (laughs) It's like, well, it's not in there. The Supreme Court said it was there. I was like, well, it's not. (laughs) I don't care if the Supreme Court said it. Yeah. It's it's all just paper. And oh yeah, I've I, often I said like in, ink and paper is not going to physically stop you from committing a crime. Exactly. Well, and and furthermore, it's not going to protect any of us either, right? Like the constitution has done jack shit for all of us, right? Look oh, yeah. look at what all of our money is doing in Ukraine. Like L- Lysander Spooner intensifies. <laughs> <laughs> it it does nothing for us and you know, I kind of liken it to that of domestic violence, right? So you're being abused by the state and they're like, well, this piece of paper will protect you from your abuser, right? Right. Sure. And what does it do? It does nothing. People walk through pieces of paper all the time. How many oh, yeah. domestic violence victims have been like, yeah, I did all of the things. I reported it. It happened multiple times. And then he winds up, he or she winds up killing the other person, right? Like, yeah, there's a famous case from, uh, yeah, there's a famous case out of Colorado. Uh, a strange husband uh, has a restraining order put against him on the wife. Uh, he's supposed to stay away from the kids and, and the wife. Uh, shows up one day, kidnaps the kids. Uh, wife goes and tells the cops, hey, he broke his restraining order. You need to go get him. He's homicidal. You know, he's already threatened to kill me. Yeah, so they end up finding him. He had uh, killed his kids and then killed himself. This sounds like... um. There was, there was a podcast about this guy who was Mormon and he and his wife, I think they had divorced and his kids came over and he like blew up their house with the kids inside. 
and he had already like killed their mom. They're almost certain of it. She's never been found. Right. I, for- I forget which one it is, but his name was Josh. The piece of shit's name was Josh. Yeah, there's and so I many cases like this. It's awful. Yeah. And that's basically what our government is doing to us. We're all literally domestic violence victims <laughs> of the government. I mean, they take advantage of us. They throw these laws out there that restrict our freedoms. And we're just supposed to be like, well, the Constitution says we can keep breathing, so it's fine. Right. I was like, no. Yeah, I've actually had a politician tell me one time, I was like, well, you didn't donate $1,000 to my campaign. Why should, I, why should I even listen to you for a minute? It's like, wow, really? The like, audacity, I wa- right? <laughs> I, I just wanted to talk to you about this one little issue that actually affects our state. Senator it's- Kennedy. <clears throat> Shocker, right? Um <sighs> Yeah, Senator Kenny from Louisiana. I went and talked to him about one particular thing about this state. And uh, yeah, it was like, uh, that was that was the response I got. He's like, you didn't donate to my campaign. What do I care? It's like, okay. A long time ago, like a really long time ago, I had wanted to become an attorney and then, you know, piggyback off that and eventually go into politics because I wanted to make the world a better place. Um, oh. I eventually learned that that was never going to happen through that route. But, no. you know, this, this is back when I was more of like a Republican leaning libertarian. Right. And oh, you I was mean, one of I those was... dirty Republicans that like to smoke weed on the weekends. <laughs> I've actually um, never smoked weed. So good on me, I guess. <laughs> I just raw dog in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but. You know, back in the day, I thought, you know, we could all work together to change things. And, um, you know, I want to be that person. And the whole point of public service is to serve the people in your community, right? It's like maybe as a defense attorney. Because those are the people that actually fight the government, like, every single case they get. Well, maybe now, but it's just so much debt to become any sort of anything anymore. I just refuse to go back to school. Um, But it really makes you think about why people are in politics. And I know there are people out there that are trying to bring awareness to things. Um, You know, Thomas Massey is obviously very good about that. And I applaud that he is trying to make an effort in this system. However, yeah. Rand Paul to a certain extent. Yeah, all of them on the libertarian side. I understand. Well, even uh, Dennis Kucinich back in the day, and he was a Democrat, but he was anti-war. And he hated uh, irresponsible fiscal policy, too. So, Aren't they all supposed to be anti-war on the Democrats? I don't even know anymore. Who knows when that that flippening happened? (laughs) Again. Because remember, they always say it flipped before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I can maybe make a guess. Maybe 2008 when a certain somebody got elected president. (laughs) So I'm just spitballing here. I have no no data. I actually (laughs) saw an interesting thread about him today. I'll tell you about it in a second. But I understand where they're coming from, right? And wanting to believe in the process, right? Yeah. But it's abundantly clear now 
that our system is beyond corruption. There is no way to fix that. You can't fix our voting problems because they still say we don't have a voting problem. You can't fix the corruption in the backroom deals because they continue to do it right under our noses. You will never have the votes to stop omnibus bills. They're never going to vote for their own term limits. They're never going to stop writing these awful bills. They're, you know, like they're not going to do that. It doesn't serve them. So while I applaud that some people are trying to be the voice of reason, that they are trying to bring awareness to it, I think it's a little bit naive to believe that that will be the solution. And therefore, I classify them all as tyrants. If you want to govern over anyone, if you want to be elected, you are a tyrant. Outside of like your township board, right? Like where it's very local and you're, you know, working to make sure your immediate area is taken care of. Everybody else can fuck all the way off. Yeah, I've Um, I've said it before and I'll I'll say it again. Even when I was the elections chair for the Libertarian Party of Louisiana, I was like, we got to focus like mainly on these really, really local elections. Uh, That's the only thing that matters uh, to anything. You know, this was back in 2017, uh, 2016, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, all politics are local. You've got more of a say. Uh, you know, when I was living in the little small podunk town out right outside of Baton Rouge, uh, I would constantly see people from the city council just out and about. And yep. one guy was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew that house. And I was like, yeah, I know where you live, too. And he just kind of looked at me for a second. And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like this, uh, you know, unsaid understanding. It's like, yeah, I know where you live too. And you don't really have that. I mean, and even if we did have that with Congress, like, yes, there's general idea of where they're at, but I don't go to the grocery store and see Nancy Pelosi, right? Like, you're never going to find somebody like that doing their own grocery no. stopping. No, <laughs> you're never going to run into them in town and be like, hey, even if they were having um, a sale on the $15 a pint ice cream <laughs> that she put in her $12,000 refrigerator, you would never I see her out there. They're so out of touch with everything. Um, it's it's really astounding that people continue to vote at all. I, I was talking to someone, I think uh, I was in a space with Chase a few days ago. Yeah. And we were talking about like, oh, if people just stop voting, you know, like, oh, you'll never, someone said, you'll never get 50% of people to stop voting. And I actually had um, looked at the 2020 election results. That's well over 50% didn't vote. So 30% didn't vote, 30% voted for Trump and like 30 some odd percent voted for Biden. I was like, you're already almost there. Right. It's not that much more for people to stop doing it. The problem is, is what they do is they ignore that 30% and they say, well, of the votes we got, 50% was for this guy. They completely ignore anyone who was of voting age that didn't vote. And obviously we're going off their numbers. So, you know, they could just. And who even knows if those are legit. (laughs) Right. I think I told someone that the other day. Yeah. Especially if they keep going around fortifying all of their elections. Yeah. I I live in a town of 600 and I was telling someone the other day, I said, I don't know where these people live. I don't know where 600 people live in my town. There's no way. Right. Like there is, but there's not like, where do they live? 
So how are there so many people in this country? I don't know where they live. Even when I lived in the metro area of Minnesota, I don't think there are that many people. I think they want us to think there are a lot of people that we can't actually like fathom. Like the number is so big, we can't comprehend it because then it makes it easier to rig the voting. Well, we do know one thing. They probably live in their cars between the hours of 3 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. Because they're all over the fuck road. <laughs> there is um, a thread about how in the Twitter files they are filtering things through an attorney, right? Because they yeah. don't want to admit that Barack Obama was the, like, who established this partnership between government and social media back in 2008. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw that thread. No, I, I was looking at it earlier today. And, I bookmarked well, it and I didn't get through it. Yeah, he, he basically set up some kind of like uh, executive level uh, uh, like agency or like little board to handle like social media and stuff. And it was like uh, because uh, Twitter was what a thing in 2009. I'm not sure. Yeah, Facebook had come online in like 2004 ish. So I'm just yeah, they just kind of knew social media was just going to be the big thing. Of course, um, how could they not know? Ink Util like provided a whole bunch of seed money for Facebook before it got started. Did you see that Tom replied to um Elon's tweet about finding a CEO? Tom from Yes, Rice. I I saw that. <laughs> it was the it was the greatest little back and forth ever. <laughs> I didn't see Elon reply, but I saw it and I was like, I think we should bring Tom back. Tom was We very should bring Tom back. He wasn't like spying on her uh on her DMs <laughs> on my He let us have a top eight, like he, he halfway taught people how to code. Because uh, yeah, on some of your really uh, on your page you had to you had to learn HTML for it. It was very interactive if you mm-hmm. wanted to um do anything substantial. I don't think I really learned how to code. I learned how to see where codes came from and copy paste and, you know, change the stuff that actually needs to be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you just kind of backed your way into it, it, but I know how to copy paste and edit. Yeah. (laughs) And even doing it that way, you kind of get an idea of what's going on. I think even if you were just looking at code and not like the finished product, you'd say, okay, yeah, I, I see what they're doing here. Yeah, I feel like I learned more coding when I was coding TradingView scripts, which is useless because it's specific to TradingView. Right. I got to make sure the candles are always green and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's taking an absolute dumpster dive. It's fine. It's green. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's okay. <laughs> That's like our economy. Yeah, I got my stops in place, so... <laughs> Someone was asking today, she's like, I have money and I normally invest it in real estate. I don't know if I should invest it in like stocks or crypto. And I said, you need to hold on to it. And invest yeah, in not, not real estate right now. <laughs> you just got to wait because it's coming and no one wants to admit it. Yeah. Anything that's not U.S. based might be an OK bet because when it when it goes into the pot, all of those emerging markets are going to come up. Because it'll be the only thing worth anything. I'm just, I'm just trying to get a house built, and every day it's like, 
the crash is coming. It's coming. We've been saying this for a couple of years. And then they just keep trying to prop it up as if that's not what Rome did. Right. Uh, yeah, like, there's a lot of parallels to, to ancient Rome. A lot of people like, don't even. It's different this time. Oh, no, it's actually kind of the same. <laughs> While history only, doesn't repeat, it often rhymes. The only thing different is that we can print paper, well, not print paper, print money, because it's all digital at the speed of light in Rome couldn't. Right. You know, we click a button and boom, there's more money. Pretty much just lines of codes in a computer, man. I'm really surprised they have to tax us considering they can just print more money. Yeah, that, that was another one that's uh, from, from the old days, uh, the pre-Kufi days. It's the things that I would bring up to people. I was like, I was like, well, why are you taxing us if you're just going to print that money anyways? And the left has never had a good response for it, ever. It was like, well, we nope, need to you're pay blocked. For the roads. I'm going to pay for the roads. Yeah, okay. It's like, why? You're just going to print the money. Deficits don't matter, but you just print the money. Well, why are you taxing me at this I point? I do that. Um, <laughs> I was like, you know what happens if I take a Heidelberg press and uh, get currency paper <laughs> and do this in my you house? Jail. You don't even have fucking to counterfeiting. <laughs> you don't even have to print anything. You can just like say that like, oh, I want to buy this thing. They'll be like straight to jail. <laughs> straight to jail. Conspiracy, goodbye. Oh, they got, they got a guy once for art. He would draw these large, very large reproductions of like $1 and $5 bills. But they were so good, the Treasury Department came down on them. The, the murals were like more than six feet across. But he's counterfeiting, obviously. I don't think that's how that works. No, not, not at all, actually. I was like, well, can't let this guy get away with it. That, that would require a very large wallet, I feel like. Yeah, it would be like one of the publisher's clearinghouses checks, you know, and they show up to your door with the balloons. <laughs> hey, you won $10 million. Like, great. Tots, How am I taking this big-ass cardboard check to the bank? <laughs> Tots made a joke today about that. She's like, the least they could do would be to give Zelensky one of those massive checks. <laughs> Instead of just letting him show up in his little fucking sweatsuit and shake some hands like there's got someone's got to give him a jumbo check someday i, uh, I would you, you might as well at this point i, I mean flint michigan still has lead pipes but you know here you go here's 54 billion dollars i almost okay so you know how they are always like they're late to deny things are bad or late to confirm that things are bad for you Right. They'll be like, yeah, this is good for you. Fluoride is good for you. It helps your teeth. So if oh, they're yeah, saying don't lead is bad for us, if they're saying lead is bad for us, what if it's actually good for us? No, it's uh, it's actually very, very bad for you. <laughs> yeah, it's for a lot of the things I'm uh, a very contrarian when it comes to government dictates. Uh, you know, they tell you to eat grains and sugar all day. I stopped doing both of those and lost 110 pounds. Amazing. Uh, at the same time, no, there's like actual lived experience. Like lead is not a good thing to have oh, in your body in very large. hundred <laughs> percent. I'm just being like a, yeah. a little shithead of like, what if we just all did the exact opposite of what the government says? Uh, you'll probably be a lot happier and a lot, uh, a lot healthier. That's for sure. 
I mean, if they're telling you you have to get 11 servings of grains a day with pasta and shit and bread. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love pasta, but it is not good for you. The way I, they have. I'm part Sicilian. I agree. It's fantastic. But <laughs> there are people that have left the U.S. and gone to Europe and eaten the same shitty food like Pop-Tarts and yeah. more refined things. And they lose weight because in Europe it can't have like half the shit in it that it does in America. Right. And that kind of sent me I was down this just way. talking to someone from yesterday who moved to Mexico City. Mexico City. And she's already lost like 10 pounds. And she hasn't really changed her diet at all. It's wild. And I, it kind of sent me down this rabbit hole of like, I bought flour from like France. Like you can go, it's like a, a French marketplace or an Italian marketplace. There's a couple of yeah. them that you can go to and you get flour and your other things from their marketplace so it's full of less shit um and i keep making meaning to make some pasta with it but that's not been on the radar it's year end for my business so it's not yeah. top priority but i've really tried in the last few months to eat better i'm failing a lot like don't get me wrong i'm not doing great but when i do focus on eating better sourcing better foods i feel so much better i yeah. can tell when i'm eating shitty foods because i feel shitty and a lot of the yeah. you know I, I have a medical background and i underwrite insurance so i look at medical stuff every day and the number of people that have symptoms similar to what we would consider fibromyalgia right like lethargy pain yeah. all over you know things like that is probably diet related. Oh, it's, 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 it's all diet related. Yeah. Get your vegetables, eat well, you know, all of the things that they've been telling us for years. And people do that, but the way they're doing it is through these freaking microwave meals. I got rid of my microwave. I do not own a microwave at all. Good, good job. I blame all of the downfall of Western civilization on the microwave. <laughs> Because if I can zap fry a Pop-Tart in three seconds instead of waiting like 10 seconds of a toaster. Industrial society and how the toaster has, or and now the microwave has. Oh, yes. Uh, Uncle Teddy would definitely have some things to say about the microwave. I got rid of it. I just, I couldn't justify it anymore. You know, it, it allows you to buy cheap, shitty food. Right. And poison yourself slowly. Yeah, about the only thing positive that I can say about a microwave is all of the modern ones have a defrost or a thaw setting. So I can set a hunk of meat in there that is frozen solid and have it defrosted in about 10 minutes. Okay, That's about the but only like, positive think of thing. Why? Yeah. Think of why? Just put. Of Just course, if I out a little sooner in your day and yeah, exactly, you could water in a bowl. Oh my god! Do do a little bit of work and take it out like a few hours before <laughs> you're actually going to cook with it. You, you don't could even do have that. to do that. You can do it like within 45 minutes because I keep my steaks in the fridge because I'm just one person. I can take out a steak. Sorry, not in the fridge, in the freezer. I can take out a steak from the freezer, throw it under some hot water, put it in a bowl. As soon as that water is cold, because it will get cold quickly. Yeah, you're throwing an ice cube in dump there. It, you know? 
dump it right and then put some more hot water in and within like 25 30 minutes it's thawed yeah you know if if you forgot to take it out it doesn't take that long if you know you i just there's a reason why microwaves do what they do and none of it is good <laughs> yeah it's like i was like straining to even think of a positive thing and the only thing i think of is <laughs> it's like i can i have meat def- defrosted and thawed in about 10 minutes you're like sometimes when I fuck up, it can save my ass, but it's mostly awful. Yeah, but yeah, it's a it's just a crazy thing. Uh, remote controls are another one because you know back back when I was a kid, I was the remote control. It was uh, dad would like snap a belt, and you would yeah. have to go change the channel from you know three to twelve. Yeah, and you only, only got three channels, so you didn't have to worry about. <laughs> Click, click, click for 10 hours. I worry well, I can't tell you how many family evenings I, I spent holding the rabbit ears just so we can watch the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I would feel safer holding rabbit ears than walking around with a 5G phone. Yeah, the, the whole 5G thing. Uh, the, the one thing you have to look at is the country of Korea. There's about 6 million people that live there. They've been using 5G for years now. No problems. Really? I didn't look yeah. into it. I just know everyone is paranoid about it. Oh, they, they, they've done this like ever since cell phones were a thing. So, I mean, sometimes you got to look at it and got to take a little bit of the kookery out of it. I, I like the kookery, though. I, I do, too, because I find endless amounts of joy and entertainment out of it. So anytime I, I see somebody like... sharing an article from the health ranger, Mike Adams, I'm like, oh, it's about to get good. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Oh my I god. Anybody like- yeah, if you if you look up Mike Adams, the health ranger, I think he's got like a, a website and everything. Natural news. Natural news. Natural. Yeah. And it's like some of his stuff is just it's like, oh come on. There's actual studies like are just proving the exact opposite of what you're talking about right now. But it's always always fun to, to always fun to see him get around on the timeline sometimes. I think what's interesting is that because of the way our bodies work, right? They're so complex. We will never be able to say this exactly causes that. Like other than like, okay, I stabbed myself and now I have a stab wound. Obviously that is why I'm bleeding, right? Like <laughs> you can visibly see that, but yeah, you have cancer right like especially skin cancer and everyone's like okay well the sun is actually good for you in moderate doses and if you're not ingesting seed oils and then the other half is like you need to put on spf 7000 every time you step outside (laughs) and i'm just like okay yeah then when you look at the uh, possible side effects on the sunblock could cause skin cancer yeah You know, my grandpa lived to 96, bless his heart. He lived in 96, and that man never wore sunscreen. He did, however, always wear long sleeves and long pants. And that's right. I've never known that man to wear a short sleeve t-shirt outside the house or wear shorts in my entire life. No, because that was considered underwear. Yeah. Well, yes, but also, like, (laughs) I think that's just. You know, that's what he was comfortable in was pants and a long shirt. And he never got melanoma on his face. He got some like 
um, like basal cell things on his the tips of his ears. Never yeah. got melanoma. And he worked outside all the time as a mechanic. You're, yeah. So the, it's like, go back to the diet thing is they also weren't eating a bunch of garbage. When they were young. I know he ate. Yeah. If you were looking at your grandpa and grandma's plates, it, it wasn't crap. No. Well, and also, you know, when they were growing up, there was more nutrition in our food. Um, yeah. Because they actually had topsoil to grow things in. Yeah, and it wasn't until later in his life, you know, anecdotal from my grandfather, just because that's what I know. Hey, anecdotal evidence is still evidence. He drank... It's admissible in this court anyways. <laughs> <laughs> he drank Coca-Cola almost every single day. That was when it had sugar in it instead of uh, corn syrup. But, I mean, even when he was old, right? Yeah. So, like, there has to be some correlation to when you start this junk, because he didn't... You know, my grandma had a garden when I was growing up, so they did have a lot of fresh, you know, vegetables, and she didn't really right. do very many fruits, but, you know, they had fresh ingredients. Um, and back then, you could get good beef from the store. They had chickens for a while, so they had eggs and chickens. And on top of it, you know, I think he was like 60-ish when I was born. So for the majority of his life, he had good quality food with, you know, he was a big sweets guy. My great grandma used to hand make sweets all the time and he wasn't getting any belly fat until, you know, I was a toddler. Right. Um, and that's kind of when they started coming out with Crisco is better than beef fat. And oh, yeah, of course. all the bullshit and all of the cans that are full of shit. But he still lived a really long time. So I think if it's limited later in life, you know, your cells have done most of the work to get you where you need to go. And it hasn't had this degeneration over time. But now all of us are subject to this, right? Like, one, our parents didn't necessarily know because they were told that it was okay. Like, Crisco and vegetable oil is better. That shit's awful for you. And then you know, we're, we're trying to make these diets work with our busy schedule and microwave meals and convenience and diet Coke is still good. It's not, oh, yeah. it's not what your body needs. And, and I am obviously guilty of these things as well, but I'm just saying when I look back at what his life was, their generation was healthy until everyone was like, just kidding. This doesn't make me any money. I'm going to fudge some studies and screw you all over. And their health went to shit. And our health went to shit. Oh, yeah. Even in the 1950s, the uh, the sugar industry came and paid scientists at the time like a few grand, which would turn into about $50,000 of you know funny money that we have today. Uh, basically said, yeah, blame all of this on saturated fat. Uh, we need to pump the sugar out as quickly as we can get it into people. As far as uh, heart disease and everything else. And they just keep going. Like, I feel like every five years, there's some new thing that's better for you, you know? Oh, yeah. What I do like seeing, though, is a lot of people are kind of doing the return to normalcy where 
you know, they are looking at foods that are high in nutrients that are what we were naturally eating back between, you know, the twenties and fifties before more of the bullshit started where people had their own gardens, where they had a local butcher. You know, we are seeing people go back to that and try and take care of themselves and limit things. The problem is, is that people think they're crazy and it's just some crash diet, but it's worked for so many people. Yeah. Yeah, we've even gotten it to the point now where I don't even get pushed back when I go to a restaurant and order a burger with no buns. Because it used to be like when I started doing this in 2016, I would go to a place, order a burger, and I'd tell them, look, you can dress it all the way. Lettuce, tomato, onion, throw some mustard on it. Great. Just don't bring me any buns. And you, you would talk to some of these people and it was like, okay, yeah, sure, we'll do that. And then, of course, when it came out, you know, it's all on the buns using American cheese, which is not cheese. <laughs> you, you, you can label it cheese if you want, but it's not cheese. And now, like, I don't even, they don't even, like, ask any, like, probing questions or anything like that. It's like, oh, no buns, no problem. Yeah, the keto thing really helped that go mainstream. But even, <sighs> I struggle to eat out now because I am worried about these, quote, unquote, seed oils. And not so much, like. Oh, yeah, they're going to use seed oils on everything. They are, and it's so hard to get away from it. So yeah, it's like, that, okay, that, I think that'll now? be the next thing. No. I think that'll truly be the next thing that they stop using. Did you know that you probably knew this, but I'm just, did you know <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> actually used to fry their fries in beef tallow? Yes, I did. They actually had a How riot. And freaking annoying is it that now it's all this nasty. It's just vegetable, vegetable oil, oil that's already rancid by the time they get it. Yeah. Uh, India actually was, uh, was rioting over the use of tallow for making French fries and the McDonald's in India. So they changed it for all of us. Yes, That's because after that, rude. then they had then they had to go to the uh, the vegetable oils and everything, and uh, pretty much you know whenever you're in bed with the government, uh, when you're getting subsidized for uh, canola and uh, vegetable oil and corn oil, it's very easy to make that switch because then it doesn't cost as much. Honestly, yeah, anytime I've made French fries where I've fried it in tallow, like my kids just love it. It's so much better. I yeah. cook my steaks in tallow. Like I don't use butter. I use tallow just because I haven't made my own butter um, yeah. at this point. I could because I have raw milk, but yeah, um, I use tallow for that. I use duck fat too. Um, which oh, duck fat not, is great. It tastes delicious, but it's not. It's got perfect. a great flavor and everything. It's yeah, still better than <laughs> vegetable oil. <laughs> Anything is better than fucking rapeseed oil from Canada that they call canola. Canola, anything, just garbage. There's just so many things wrong with how all of these big companies can lobby our government, get subsidies, and then, you know, just the other day I was scrolling TikTok and I saw an advertisement <laughs> from Big Pharma and I wanted to vomit, like. Big Pharma is on TikTok now. Of course, it's because they can advertise. <laughs> they can advertise. And the Chinese government doesn't, doesn't mind that they will uh, allow ads from Pfizer and Moderna. It's like, well, whatever I'm, is I'm going to saying... kill those Americans the fastest, we are okay with. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's just TikTok. It's everywhere. 
I mean, they. Oh yeah, when when you scroll through Twitter, and I'll have to begrudgingly give some kudos to Mr. Technocrat Elon Musk. I'll have to I'll have to give him some kudos. The timeline has been a little bit better. However, the promoted tweets now are just fucking weird. They're weird for me too. I almost made no. a tweet about it yesterday because all they. I would rather I, have those weird tweets though, because before yes. it was just all, you know. Oh yeah, it's all New York Times. Bullshit. Yeah, New York Times, uh, Pfizer, like every half tweet, and then when they started putting the promoted tweets in the replies, to all your tweets. I can't stand those, by the way. I, I honestly, if Elon does anything other before, if he does anything else before reinstating Steph Zags and Forrest Mommy, <laughs> he should get rid of promoted tweets in replies. If I go to a chain to like read something and then oh yeah, promoted tweets and replies is just the worst. Fucking promoted tweet. <laughs> as soon as I see that, I'm done, and your engagement is gone, including on his tweets, like. It's awful. I on the main timeline though, I do see more that are from like regular people who are testing it out. Like someone literally said that, like, oh, I'm just testing this out to see, you know, what yeah. happened. Um, and I actually kind of like that because most of them are like interesting tweets that aren't, you know, meant to be spammy. They're not for games, they're not for go and get another COVID shot. You know, they're just people being people, which is the whole point of Twitter. And I I would rather have that than the other bullshit. Yeah. But Big Pharma found TikTok and I was pretty mad about it. Well, you haven't shared that one with me in the DMs yet, so. <laughs> I, I saw it. I think I tweeted about it, but I just I was scrolling and there was some ad for some medication. It was not even clear what it was for. I'm like, oh, yeah, first of all, there's an algorithm to this. So what problem do you think I have that I need this drug for? Because I don't think any drug is going to fix my autism. <laughs> yeah, if, all, like, if I could ever get a hold of the person who wrote the algorithm for TikTok, it was like, I, I don't want to see fat girls jiggle their shit on my timeline. Like every time I go to look at it. Well, then stop them liking them. I don't like them. I don't look at their videos. It's like automatic swipe up. I'm not going to look. It's like every single time. Fat girl. Okay, the there we go. She doesn't lie. <laughs> she's got so, she's got some huge knockers. Okay, great. <laughs> at the same time, I don't want to see it on my TikTok every five minutes. <laughs> I was telling Tots about this the other day, but um, Za. I don't know how to if that's how you say her name. S Z A Za. I don't. I don't know, but she's got the it's cuffing season. The big boys are out now or some shit. <laughs> and it's a trending sound on TikTok. And so now um, my TikTok feed is just like six, eight men who are just stacked. Just like standing there showing that they're six, eight men. And I'm like, you know, there are a lot of these videos and I'm starting to believe there are a lot of really tall men out there that were hiding <laughs> it's like and I'm six foot one. I'm considered bad. worldwide tall, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, if you're gonna show me a dude who's like six foot eight and he's like two hundred and eighty pounds and it's all muscle, I'm like, it's I, I can't win. I just can't win. It just gives me unrealistic dating expectations. <laughs> like there don't are even, a lot of them on TikTok. Where are they in real life? Yeah, don't even get me started with the dating expectations. Oh my god. 
I have Ugh. none anymore. The expectations are flush with the floor and people still crawl under them. <laughs> yeah, it's like half of the ones that I look at and it's like, oh, you just like took a picture of that and you put that out there for the world to see. <laughs> Bless your heart, because I can say that I'm in the South. So there. Um, OK, well, first of all, I am not in the South and I say bless your heart. Yeah, you are the exact opposite. You're all the way up there in fucking Minnesota. Yeah, it's fucking cold here today. I have water in half of my house. Did you Thankfully, did you get another six to nine inches? It's working on it. It's working on it. I think it's an overnight six to nine inches. <laughs> I've been enjoying those tweets because I know what you're talking about. But seeing all the simpy dudes down in the replies, I'm like, oh my God, guys. She's not talking about that. I'm just glad it has not resulted in DMs. Like, oh, I can give you six to nine inches. Yeah, it, I would really, really not trade places with a pretty hot girl on the internet for <laughs> anything. I just try to remind them that it's all face app. Like, my dude. <laughs> yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, that the pretty picture that you see there, it's like most of that is her. Okay, just most of it. <laughs> Like 70 30. 70 Something like that. 30% 70. It's, it's, it's what I was calling a light catfishing before we went live. So just light. Yeah, light, just, light catfishing. Just a little touch of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to set expectations really, really high. So that when my personality knocks it down a few notches, it's actually where it should be. <laughs> but I did see you did use a, uh, a picture of one of like the least known uh, actresses out there that I actually think is very hot, uh, Stana Kedek. She was uh, on the show uh, with Nathan Nelson? Fillion about... Yeah, and you used like, one of her pictures. I was like, oh, I know who that chick is. Yeah, because she, cause she's on Yellowstone, right, Beth? No, that's the, that's the other chick. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best young Jamie and pull up an image. Let me see if I can find her. Yeah, she was on a show with Nathan Fillion, uh, where Nathan Fillion was a, uh, was a book What's author. Her name? And he, Stana Katik. But I've got a picture right here. There she is, right there. No, I don't think I used her. You don't think you used her? No. I thought you had used her. No, no. Santa Catic. I'll do um, look-alike and see who. I did, uh, I did Beth from Yellowstone. And then I did... Um, see, now we're getting into the juicy details. The Fox News anchor. What the heck is her name? Uh, I haven't watched Fox in years, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't really watch it either, except for when I think, um, the Mika only time Kelly. I will watch, the only time I watch Fox News is when I'm, like, just want some good laughs and I turn on Tucker. Like, the timing has to line up. I have to be home when Tucker is on and, like, need some entertainment. Because even though he's controlled opposition, he just... His Tucker face is the greatest thing of all time, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, if he I is doing that face while you are just spouting off at the mouth, you fucked up. 
shit has gone and wrong. Be like, yes, of course, of course, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, well, we have to give Tucker a shout out because he had my boy Cam Harless on for one of his tweets. I think I will have peaked if I ever make it on Tucker Carlson. I will just shut everything down after that. Megan Kelly, that's the name I was thinking. It of. was Megan. It was Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. That was who I. So Megan Kelly and. Um, you know who Megan Kelly also looks like? That gal Nicole, you were just talking about? No, Nicole Brown Simpson. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> like, if you look at a side-by-side, -side, it's, like, ridiculous how close they look. Okay, this is very niche, but I don't remember where I saw it, but I don't know if you also saw it. But apparently, OJ said something like, um, Kim is really, not Kim, Kim's mom. What the heck is her name? I don't know. But he said, like, Kim's mom, oh, Chris, he was like, Chris is really nice, but, like, I couldn't be Chloe's dad. Like, I would not hook up with her. I was dating no, I think supermodels. They had, yeah, I he think said, they he had. He uh, said, I was dating supermodels. <laughs> yeah, I think they had uh, kind of determined it was Chris Jenner's uh, hairstylist. Because they well, found I don't some, know like. anything about that. I just love. Yeah, they had found, like, some old video, and it's, he's very close looking to uh chloe kardashian it was it was pretty bizarre but i always like the but yeah here's one with megan kelly and uh nicole brown oh they look yeah they do so similar it is eerie there was a oh god i saw some random tiktok i'm sure where they were talking about these people that allegedly died. Oh, it was the Challenger explosion. And that is one conspiracy the theory that I'm like actually kind of thinking about. They, they're like, oh yeah, all these people died, but then all of them happened to have like doppelgangers doing yeah, something Yeah, twi twins. Yeah. What? I saw that and I was like, this can't be true. Like, I think that was one of the ones that you that you shared in the TikTok DM. Probably because I was like, "Are you kidding me right now?" I also um, that's right, folks. We're not talking dirty in the DMs. We're just cra we're just trading crazy TikToks. Yeah, we just forth. send conspiracy theories. My pie egg rolls and her <laughs> weird TikToks. That's that's all that's going on in the DMs. <laughs> I'm gonna start sending you the six foot eight guy. <laughs> Maybe I can clear up your algorithm over there. Maybe there was there was one guy who was like seven foot something, and he is he is he is legitimately like in shape for. And typically, when you see a guy who is like well over six foot six, they they've got like problems because the human body should not be that big. So like even Andre the Giant, he was like five hundred pounds, but he was like over well over like seven feet. Yeah, he was like but he was a big he was a big Literally, guy. It's in his name. Yeah, uh, then you get see guys like the mountain from uh, Game of Thrones. It's like completely in shape. And then this other guy who's like seven foot something is like completely in shape. And he's like running around and stuff. He just looks like a regular dude, but he's just too tall. It's just crazy. I wonder if, see, I don't know. I don't think it'll do it. I think all of the stuff on my laptop is related to the house. 
Um, <laughs> but I was going to try and find those two face up pictures that I used as my profile photo to show you that it is not that gal that you're thinking of. Yeah, not Stan uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's not her. I'll find it later. It doesn't really matter. But the other TikTok I saw, it was like a three-part series proving, quote-unquote proving, that we are in a simulation. And I was like, wow, that would explain literally everything in my life. I want to believe in simulation theory just because it's so batshit crazy. But I know how programming goes and reflective services would have a problem. Because if I you mean, think about it, Two people can look at a reflective surface, right? And they would see completely different things. So the computing power alone to account for all of the variables from every single conceivable angle of a reflective surface, you would notice glitches. And that's like the biggest problem that I have with it. Okay, but what if... What if it's more like there are all these places that we could be in, right? All these different universes or dimensions or whatever that actually physically exist, but they have been able to pull us physically out of it until oh. we get plugged in. And then it like transports us there, but we don't have any control out of coming out of it. Like someone else controls it. And so we can therefore mm. Impact part of what happens to us, right? But they can control the environment to some degree as well. Then you don't have to worry about your reflective surfaces because the surfaces actually exist in that dimension. And it's just that True. you are a conscious somewhere else that's being impacted by your choices, the choices of the people that control the quote unquote simulation. It's like when, um, it's like when you get put into like one room and they do a scientific test, right? And they're like, okay, we're going to do X, Y, Z, but we're going to cover your eyes so you don't know exactly what's happening and you have to tell us what's happening. So like the room exists, but you don't know what it is. And Interesting. I kind of touched on this uh, the other night with uh, Dickie Walnuts. He had asked about alternate universes and everything. Uh, I have had dreams since I was a little kid about visiting alternate versions of myself. And I was even telling him one of the latest examples, uh, I got an alternate version of myself who had lost both of his legs in a rock climbing accident. And in that particular universe, Keanu Reeves stopped acting after Babes in Toyland, the TV movie from the 80s. And he wasn't okay, famous. Well, I don't know what that is. So, so Keanu so Reeves sorry, was in a... Yeah, Keanu Reeves was in a TV movie in the 1980s called Babes in Toyland. And it was like in that universe, he stopped acting after that. He wasn't famous in that universe. And in fact, The Matrix was made with Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, God. In that, that universe. That awful. Now, here's where it gets interesting. After that dream, I said, there's no way Kiefer Sutherland would have said yes to this. Guess who was one of the actors they were thinking about picking? Oh my God, no. Kiefer Sutherland. No. But because he was attached to the show 24 at the time, he had other commitments. He couldn't do it. Oh, man. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even picture it at all. <laughs> at all. And I just like, when I woke up from that dream, I was like, man, that's a bummer if Keanu Reeves wasn't famous. 
He's like I one of the few Hollywood actor there. people that you would think would just kind of be cool to hang out with. Well, it's because he seems normal and not like a massive piece of fucking shit. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's a little weird to do hover hands with, with the women in the pictures. I mean, I kind of get it. But at the same time, it's like, no one's going to think you're cheating on your woman, you know? <laughs> well, I think it's also just him being respectful to those people because you never know what someone's boundary is going to be. Right, 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 right. Regardless, um, there are just so many piece of shit people in Hollywood. They're all connected, just like politicians, and they make me want to vomit. I hate that I even <laughs> watch TV ever. I tend to watch reruns, though, so I don't get as much programming in. Yeah, I don't really watch anything like that's too brand new. It's like all of the shows that I'm watching are well over two years old. I tried to keep watching Grey's Anatomy because I really, really liked it originally. Oh, maybe. Mm, I don't know. He's okay. But I like the storyline more and like just I like that it wasn't just centered on one person and that they developed the other characters. And yeah, obviously I like medical stuff too, but man, right as right as all of the bullshit COVID stuff started, like right before that, between the election and just so soapboxy. And I was like, okay, I'm done. Like if yeah. you're going to preach to me, I'm not, I refuse to watch those episodes. I just, I won't. And I don't know how anyone, I don't know how anyone does, but then I remember they're all just plugged into the programming. It's awful. Yeah, it's it's really hard to like watch medical shows nowadays after going through the last two years. It's like I can't even do it. It's like uh, it's a medical drama, and they're gonna drop a probably a shit ton of medical misinformation in this show. Oh, a hundred percent. And I can't There's... suspend my disbelief for forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah exactly like i can't even pretend to believe you for a short period of time i'll tell you how bad that is i can't even get into breaking bad i've never watched that show i got into the first episode and the teacher gets cancer and then he's having a hard time making the cancer payments and everything so he decides to go into cooking meth i was like i mean i understand the general because everyone talks about it but i've just yeah it's like there's charity care and if you're trying to tell me that a high school chemistry teacher who was actually kind of well liked in the community wouldn't have got that cancer treatment paid for i was like i'm not buying it i just can't watch it anymore (laughs) and how do i know about charity care because i've been a recipient of charity care before i know it exists I think um, that would just not make a good TV show. Like, no one wants to know that other people are liked enough to be helped. Right. But it's kind of like, for me, Breaking Bad is like, you know how there are people who say, I never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. That's me with Breaking Bad, except for I don't (laughs) post about it on the internet and act like I'm holier than thou. No, it's like at this time I have watched one whole episode of Seinfeld, and that was the Muffin Top episode. I've seen enough of Seinfeld to know that it's awful, just like I've seen enough of Friends to know that it, too, was awful. Okay, so the thing that you need to understand about Friends is none of it took place. It was (laughs) all inside the head of Phoebe. (laughs) 
<laughs> because remember, she was homeless and doing guitar stuff outside of that coffee shop. And uh -huh. even in several episodes, they referred to her as the weird girl who stares at us. Maybe, but... So it all took place in her head. None of that actually happened. I prefer to just not watch it at all. <laughs> it's just no. I, I can't. Yeah, like, I some can't, of my can't favorite conspiracy theories all kind of revolve around entertainment stuff, like uh, Angela Lansbury's Murder, she wrote. She was the most prolific serial killer in Maine because she was so good at the uh, the murder novelist shtick that she was able to pin her murders on uh, innocent people Other that people? she just happened to know. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I can think of any, like, conspiracy theory TV stuff. Oh, The Rock was a uh, direct sequel of Her Majesty's Secret Service? No, nope, don't James, know that one. It, was, it was a James Bond movie. <laughs> I don't That's really it. have any. It's like my mind just goes blank. Someone will be like, what's your favorite movie? I don't know. Oh, I've got a whole bunch. I've got a whole bunch. Uh, the Grinch was sent to the wrong Whoville. What? Yeah, so if the like the Who's and uh, the Grinch, right, they look completely different than the Grinch. But yeah. if you watch the movie, Horton hears a Who. No, so that was Whoville on the top of the thing, but those people look like the Grinch. Huh. That's... <laughs> Curious. Curious. Just a little strange. Just a little strange. See, I don't notice stuff like that. Um, it also doesn't help that I have aphantasia, so like, I can't see anything in my mind. So it's not like I can watch something and then be like, wait a second, dial it back to whatever I already saw. Wait. Are you one of those people that don't have an internal monologue? No, no, no. I have a monologue. Okay. I just don't Ooh. have... I can't see... Uh, I'm not an NPC. I can't see... Um, <laughs> I can't see, like, pictures or anything in my brain. And okay, I so if I say red this, apple, you're not picturing a red apple. No, there head. is no red apple. It does, it's <sighs> not there. That's so I only learned about it a few years ago. And I didn't you see, I'm one of those people that can see like vivid colors and everything. If you say something, I, I can draw a picture in my mind of it. Yeah, when they used to be like, picture a beach and hear the way, I'm like, I don't see that at all. I see nothing. Um, mm. And then I found out it was a thing and that other people were like that. And I was really confused. Because what causes it? What causes some people to see that? And some people not to. I hate to burst your bubble, but I also saw a study where people who can't visualize in their mind actually wind up being smarter. I yeah, yeah. I have never claimed that I am brilliant. So I do every day. <laughs> My ego yeah. walks into the room before I do. Yeah, it's like I have an in, not only do I have an internal monologue, I have an internal dialogue. I often talk back to my internal monologue. Oh, I do that too. That kind of throws people off. It's um for me it's mostly I don't want to say it's like you're talking to yourself because it is. It's yeah. well, but it's not in the way that most people who don't have it would think of it. 
Yeah. Right. They think you're hearing voices and you're talking to yourself like you're crazy. And it's not, it's, you know, being like, okay, I need to add this to my grocery list. I need to do this. I need to do that. And have you considered this theory? And if you're like me and your brain goes 5,000 miles a minute, if you don't brain dump that, you don't start writing it down. It's very easy to get off track because your brain is just all over the place because it's just constantly thinking. Um, Yeah. As much as I hate it, these little things have helped out quite a bit. Yes. Little three by five pane of glass that we all touch and fondle all day long. Because they have notes and reminders. And voice notes too. So you can just start speaking it out loud. Right. You don't even have to try and type it. You just word vomit in your phone. You can go back and listen to it. (laughs) But, you know, some people think of it as you're hearing an external voice. And that's not it. It's literally inside your own mind. And it's normally kind of faint, at least for me. It doesn't sound like a voice projecting. Like if you were to hear someone on the radio, it doesn't sound like that. It's just that your brain knows that it's thinking something and it's registering the words that you're thinking. And sometimes you can ask yourself a question internally and then answer yourself. So like when you're talking to yourself, like, well, I wonder what this would be. Well, of course it would be this or that or whatever. And it, it's mind boggling to me that people don't have that. I don't know how they go through their day. I don't either. We both know a sarcast on Twitter and apparently he does not have an internal monologue. I don't know if I can be friends with him anymore. <laughs> he's a great guy. I've hung out with him at Childerberg, you know, a couple times. He's, he's awesome. But at the same time, when I learned that, I was like, wait, what? Is Childerberg the one that's in like Indiana or something? No, 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 no. See, I'm the official spokesweasel for Childerberg, and so I'm going to in- I'm going to invite you to come down to Childerberg. It is May 26th to the 29th in Texas at Rebecca Creek Campgrounds, just outside of Austin. I don't know if my dogs would be okay with me leaving. Yeah, you'll have to find a dog sitter, or you can bring the dogs. Every I time, my dog- I ask- every time I ask my dog, my dad to watch the dogs. You always go on vacation. You go on vacation so much more than I do. And you have dogs. Find someone else to watch them. And then he just watches them. Um, But like any time I've asked him to watch the dogs, it has not been for a vacation. Like (laughs) when people die, that doesn't count, dad. Right. Yeah, but you can't bring the dog. I brought my dog last year. And she did not get along. Didn't, like, she did not get along with any of the other dogs. She kept eating all of their food. And she wouldn't eat any of the food that I brought. They never want their own food, ever. Oh, my God. I love my Tessa Bessa to death. But at the same time, she was so annoying on the trip. And it was like, it was like, please don't bring your little fluffy white dog around my dog. She wants to kill and eat it. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, she does not like little fluffy white dogs. Hold on. <laughs> No, Bentley, Bentley struggles with, um, so he's had some seizures and he gets what I call as cranky and it's not all the time, but sometimes if someone's in his space, he'll start growling and I tell him that if he doesn't stop being cranky, he's going to wind up going to bed. And then I, you know, 
walk him back to the bedroom and I'm like, okay, go take a nap. And I shut the door. <laughs> you need a nap, buddy. Let me know when you're good. Um, <laughs> Lily loves other dogs, but it's just, it's a lot for them to leave the farm. I mean, they have so much space here. Just right. so much. Um, and that's one of the hard things is people tell me all the time, you should just sell, right? You could sell for enough. You could buy a house that's already done. Sure. But then like, I would have neighbors that I don't want to see ever. Exactly. And you got 40 acres in a farm. There's... You're missing a zero. Oh, is it 400 acres? Yeah. 408.58. They tax me oh, on 0.58, then I'm going to claim it. <laughs> But if I sold, you know, because I'd have to buy land and the house, right? I would get yeah. a lot less land and the dogs would not be happy. My dad's right. told me, he's like, you could buy 40 acres and they'd be fine. It's not the same. You know, they, they can go do whatever they want. We have our peace and quiet. So they're very used to just mom can open the door and we can go outside and do what we want. So travel is very difficult for me. I gotcha. Um, at least with them. I could probably talk my dad into watching them for a weekend. Ideally, I'll get a house built and we can just have like a Childerberg up here. Exactly. With, like, we are not people. above letting letting there be uh, a Childer Forco, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure that some people from the north would come up this way. We just can't have it in winter because... 50 miles no, per hour. Obviously. Interesting, but it's too yeah, it's cold. Like the entire north uh, you know, the, the the north Midwest pretty much shut down for like six months. And I know I used to live in Iowa. Oh, <laughs> I all... can't speak of that place. <laughs> well, you know what Iowa stands for, right? <clears throat> oh, I'd love to hear this. What does it stand for? It's actually an acronym. It's not an old Indian word like you think it is. Uh, it stands for idiots out wandering aimlessly. Oh, that makes sense. That that's very <laughs> fitting. And I can make that joke because I lived in Council Bluffs. I feel like that's the best part of living places, living where they make fun of places. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think I told Rooster Rooster when I told him about um, being on this podcast today. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to come in and hear your Minnesota accent," and I was like, "I really don't have one." I wind up dropping into a drawl more than I do Minnesota. But in case he's listening, I will say the typical Minnesota, <laughs> I'm going to do it just just for laughs. Well, why don't we just go to Duluth and get some laughs? So, oh, yeah, sure. You betcha. Oh, yeah, sure. You betcha. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. You betcha. I just, I know there are people that talk like that in my state. But I have never personally met one. Yeah, I've talked to him. I've talked to him. Well, don't send them my way. I don't need to pick up that. <laughs> oh, I sure, sure. Bless her heart. Oh, yeah. Just get some left so with that. It'll be fine. <laughs> I couldn't imagine logging onto a work call and then talking like that and not getting a side eye like everyone would have to side eye <laughs> me 
you've been abducted recently this I'll, I'll have to share one thing in the uh, the tiktok dm of the uh, chick that does the wisconsin dirty talk oh my god if... when she came out with those i think it was what over the summer <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness <laughs> oh my goodness i'm gonna get your motor going <laughs> It like was I died so laughing. Over dramatic. <laughs> oh man. Well, that's a pretty good place to leave it off. Uh, Steph, go ahead and get your grift on. Tell everybody where I they can find don't, you. I don't really have a grift. Just follow still not advice on twitter.com. Tell Elon to unban Steph Zags. Please do. You're unbanning so, so many people. I know. Phoenix I Ammunition she... came back today. And I was very excited uh, about that. I hear she's ha uh, has appealed a couple of times with no response, so that's kind of lame. Yeah. Um, We're talking about Trailer Swift for all of you out there. I mean, uh, several of us. I mean, I'm not. It wasn't me. I was never banned. Several people we know <laughs> have all appealed know the people. <laughs> and he's There's just like not some people that I know that are on like their legitimate like 28th account. I think it's funny that he reinstated Keith Olbermann, who was blatantly ban evading, and yet there are libertarians who yes. were banned for ban evading that still have not been reinstated. But right. Keith cries, and Keith Olbermann is a legitimate psychopath. <laughs> and he cries for fifteen minutes on his dog rescue account, and he gets reinstated. But yet right. none of the other people that they voted to give amnesty to have been reinstated. Some bullshit. But so I don't really have yeah. a grift. My grift is that I just prefer people tell me I'm funny when I know I'm not because I have ovaries. Um, you can follow Still Not Advice on Twitter. Dot com. Um, <laughs> I will say that when I hit 10K, you know, a lot of people know that I'm trying to build a house. Um, basically, the short story is I bought the farm that my grandfather bought in 1972. Like I paid all of his debts off so that I could keep the farm in the family name. My childhood home burned down like 10 years ago. Well, not completely burned down, but um, the roof is gone on half the house. I'm, the fact is still standing is impressive, but I need to build a house. And houses are expensive. It's really hard to get bids from contractors. So right. my only grift is that when I hit 10K, I'm hopeful to monetize on Twitter because I don't really do many of the other platforms. I, I have an Instagram. I don't use it. I have a TikTok. I rarely, if I ever post. Twitter <laughs> is really the only place that I do anything on. Um, so at 10K, I'm considering trying to sign up for super follows. And I'll yeah, there you go. eventually mention this on Twitter as well, like if I get approved. But the plan is to do a very small monthly whatever. And all of that money is going to go into a separate account put aside for the house. So if we ever do want to have events at the farm, which I'm not opposed to for, you know, people who are Gucci and, you know, not <laughs> glowing feds. Um <laughs> We, we would need a house here at minimum just so that there's enough space for people to go in and out and use the facilities, 
you know, if people want to camp or whatever, they can do that. It's not like there's not space, but that kind of stuff has to get done first. I have a lot of cleanup here because I had three buildings burned down recently and I'm fine. It'll be fine. It takes a lot of money to make a farm move forward. And I have a lot of big goals for it. Um, but if you ever see me mention monetizing, that's what it's for. I'll be clear about that. That's really the only grift I'm ever going to get because I'm far too lazy to do any of the other ones. Well, that's okay. That's okay. It's all worthwhile. (laughs) Is it? I don't know. Imagine paying for my shit posts. Like, (laughs) I mean, I follow Josh Denny, so I, I, I get it. I don't know who that I grew up with a Josh Denny, but I don't think it's that Josh Denny. Um, now, Denny used to be on the Food Network, and he got canceled. How do you get canceled from the Food Network? Do you, like, not use enough butter? Uh, you know, you just make uh, some obscene posts, and then people come after your job. And it's really funny because he's been canceled off of that uh, network for years now, and there's still people that complain to the Food Network that he's that he's still able to like run around and get a get an income. It's amazing. Because they control the world economy. Right, of course. <laughs> People just they're so quick to complain about everything. Oh, of course. That doesn't even impact who cares if if someone yeah, is on the food network. He, he was on a food wanted. network show about ginormous food and you had a complaint that he made an off-color joke. What do you even care? Just don't watch his show then. I don't... Exactly. (laughs) If you stop watching his show, guess what? The the Food Network will take him off because he's not getting viewers. It's amazing. People be wild in these days. They really do. Oh, I know, I know. I know. So bad. And then when you mentioned it, it's like, well, just don't watch that show then. It was like, no, it's got to be taken off the air. It's like, just don't watch it. <laughs> Convince enough of your friends not to watch it. And then guess what happens? It gets taken off the air. It's amazing. People like to think that they're important and they're really not. Yeah, that's because of the whole social media thing, Steph. <laughs> it's just the audacity. Of some of these people. <laughs> I Their dresses must have pockets because that's where they can store all that audacity. Look, I wish I had pockets. <laughs> I don't. I wear a lot of leggings and they I don't buy the ones with pockets. I saw leggings the other day and they had a built-in fanny pack. What? Yes. I saw I'm that, sorry. and I even had to comment on it. I was like, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm not, really not trying to look at your ass, but you have a built-in fanny pack in these leggings. Are you sure she's not just, you know, that's not just her body? Dude, there was a zipper and everything, and she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I just keep my uh, couple of things in there. I was like, nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Why would you do that? I'm trying to make that area less large. Why would you put more things there? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was a little, I was a little rest. I was like, look at this. They got leggings with a fanny pack already built in. 
Absolutely not. <laughs> no, I refuse to believe that exists. And don't send me the link either because I don't want to see it. I would never do that to you. <laughs> You've got a house to build. You can't afford uh, leggings with a fanny pack already built in. Yeah, that's out of my budget. I will say I have, this is the hard part about losing weight. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to have to buy all the new clothes, right? Like that are expensive until you're where you want to be. So then you're stuck wearing crappy polyester, stretchy things that are probably leaching God knows what into your skin. (laughs) And this is the rabbit hole I hate that I have even gone down because I want to, you know, buy better quality one so that it lasts longer. My grandparents had jeans that they wore for probably 50 years. You know, their shit lasted. And you can still buy stuff like that, but it's more expensive. Of course. So then as you're losing weight, you're like, do I want to buy five of these? No, I don't want to, I want to buy one when I'm done. And that's just, so then you buy the crappy leggings that are probably leaching crap into your system. That's messing up your endocrine. It's just awful. And definitely don't have a fanny pack built in with a zipper. Yeah. I can't afford that because I'm trying to save up for the hundred percent cotton, hundred percent denim. (laughs) I can't (laughs) afford the fanny pack. Okay. Yeah, it was like the most no bizarre money. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I would have no money left over to put snacks in the fanny pack. And that would just be an <laughs> abomination. Yeah, it was so weird when I saw it. I was like, is that a zipper like in the small of the back? And then there was like stuff there. And then I was, I got caught looking. And of course, when you're looking at that, you're like, oh, sh- this dude's checking out my ass. And I was like, I was like, so no, it was I'm on not. The back? Yeah, it was in the back, in like the small of the back. And there was a little zipper across the top. And she had some stuff in there. I have never seen anyone put anything. I've seen I've seen the athletic style leggings where they have a spot where you can put like your credit card. Yeah. But I've not seen it with like a zipper and someone actually put something in it. Oh, yeah. She had a zipper. There was like a little uh, ridge wallet type thing in there. that had a couple of her credit cards and some keys. And that's what she kept in the back there. It was bizarre. And she also had like regular pockets too that she could stick her hands in. She had to put a car keys in there? Had to put her car keys. <laughs> Oswald was making fun of my Boston accent, which I didn't even know I had. Yeah, he he stuff like that. He stuff all the time. When I shared the pictures of the pie egg rolls, uh, we have determined that they are now to be called uh, uh, pony dicks or donkey dicks. I think that. Oh Jesus! Lord have mercy. And talk about ban evasion. I think that's like his ninth account or something like that. So. No, never. He would never do that. None of us have ever evaded a ban ever, especially not from this IP address, Elon. No. So there it is. Yeah, that's. Uh, he goes by Barnaby Jones. On there, so he's yeah, a cool dude. He's a very cool Even dude. Even though he thinks I'm from fucking Boston when I'm not, I don't fucking have a problem talking about my cockies, okay? <laughs> Look, we're gonna get into the car. We're not gonna go very far. 
I need you guys to all just fucking calm down, okay? We don't fucking take the car nowhere. <sighs> I can't even fucking find my car keys. I don't even know what you're talking about. Who the fuck said Ted Kennedy? <laughs> Who the fuck said Ted Kennedy in this fucking household? <laughs> I love it. I okay, know Steph. everyone's like mad about this CIA Kennedy thing. And I just want to point out because I did pull up the the article that or whatever the assignment I had where I talked about the plot to kill Kennedy. And I want to point out that a, a decade plus ago, I said it was the military industrial complex. And to be fair, they control the government. And therefore, I was not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, you could throw some Israel in there because they were upset with Kennedy about not letting them have nuclear weapons that they went ahead and stole anyways. I'm just saying, though, apparently the declassified document said the CIA did it, which the CIA is controlled by the military-industrial complex. So right. I just want to point out I was right 10 years ago, 10-plus years ago. As like a twenty-something-year-old, back when I was young and had hopes and dreams. You see, you were twenty years old ten years ago. I was thirty. No, I was twenty-something years old. I was twenty-four-ish, but it was like right before that. I think I was just barely twenty-one or something when I took this class. <laughs> And they were yeah. like, um, very interesting topic. Most of us are just going to go with like, and it was some other like lame set. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been real. Uh, thank it you has for been. ADHD. Uh, yes. maybe I am riddled with ADHD. Now. I'm fine. I deal with it on the daily. Uh, next time I will um, hyper focus on this prior and come with an outline of things we can discuss that are talking. Oh no! Don't do that. I don't even have like a notebook over here that I like write stuff down. I don't do that. <laughs> um, I only want to do it in the sense that I feel I get so easily squirreled. I call it squirreled, where. You're on one topic and you say one sentence of something that's not... Oh, then we have to chase it. Yeah. And I just... I know I'm the kind of person where when I'm listening to things, if I'm listening... It depends on, like, the type of podcast, right? Like, obviously, if it's more conversational, it's more conversational. But I tend to listen to ones that are topic-specific. And it just irritates my ADHD when I think I'm about to get a good nugget, right? Like, you can tell yeah. it's going somewhere. And then this dumb bitch named Stephanie is like, squirrel! <laughs> exactly. That's so how I'll we do try it. to be more organized next time. That's okay for your first appearance on any podcast ever. You did a great job. <laughs> is it really any podcast ever if I've sat in spaces for like five hours on Twitter yeah, Talk pretty much. It. Pretty much. It's first legitimate podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Now I'm legitimate and people are going to come quote me as a source. So Stephanie said on this podcast. I'll yeah, don't do that, folks. Yourself. Don't even do that with me. <laughs> <laughs> I said go fuck yourself. That's what I fucking said, okay? 
Can we swear <laughs> on these things? I probably should have asked that. Uh, Stephanie, the FCC isn't fucking around <laughs> around here. You can say whatever you want. You know, I get all those flags on Twitter when I reply to people because I have such a positive. Oh, those are the greatest. Just, Most tweeters I don't tweet like this. So I was like, yes, funny. we do. Like, I yes, we do. so funny. If, if they would just take the word fuck out of their flag, <laughs> I would never get them. It's always when I'm like, hey, fuck you. They're <laughs> like, mm, are you sure you want to say that? Did I fucking stutter? No. <laughs> Send the fucking tweet. Yeah, that's why I've been. That's why I've taken to like come become very creative with my swears on there. So like I've used uh, slotted spoon. My <laughs> uh, my my favorite uh, recently has been calling people an unfrosted uh, pop tart. Oh, it's like when you tell people, <laughs> "I really hope your uh, both sides of your pillow are warm every night." <laughs> I hope. That it's when like, you you know when you step in something wet like... while you're wearing a sock, that's you. <laughs> you're a wet sock. There was, I'll send you the TikTok, <laughs> but it's from AB. And she went on this whole tirade of like all the petty things you can wish to someone that aren't even that mean. They're just inconvenient. Yes. It was like, great. I hope the batteries don't work in any remote you ever pick up, ever. <laughs> yeah shit like that i should i should be more like that i have such a potty mouth and it gets me in so much trouble one of my favorites because i'm currently experiencing this it's like i hope when you go into your car and you go to turn on your heater the air conditioning comes on <laughs> <laughs> i hope your heated seats stop working and then just I imagine. just oh add God. in like utter walnuts, slotted spoon, unfrosted <laughs> pop tart. There are some good ones out there. I just feel like I'm not that creative. I see something and I immediately have a visceral reaction to it, and I just can't keep my mouth shut. Just like you are the yourself. ingrown tone on the timeline. <laughs> Please go do something with yourself. I hope you tell someone that this week. Uh, another one that I've been uh, famous for saying is like not calling somebody outright retarded, but instead <laughs> saying you are very mentally held back in a very specific manner. Oh man. You just give them the definition of the word and they have to go figure it out. I don't know if they'd be able to figure that out. <laughs> Uh, another good one is uh, just telling people to go find a belt in a closet. <laughs> one time I told Mario it would be, oh man, I wish I could look it up and say it exactly how he said it. But basically I told him he should light himself on fire. <laughs> but like we were joking in a thread and I got a 12 hour for it. Yeah, I, I got like, a... You kidding me <laughs> i got a seven day ban for encouraging suicide when a friend of mine posted a picture of nothing but pineapples on top of a pizza and i told him to go find a tall building and throw himself from it <laughs> why don't you like pineapple on pizza it's it's fine if it's on your pizza don't stick it on my pizza <laughs> 
But it has like this nice contrast to the salts. Exactly. It's sweet and salt are, is a good thing to work together. Just however, keep your fucking fruit off my pizza. That's it. Did you know telling someone to calm the fuck down will get you flagged by Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another good one that I like to do with when I'm dealing with the ladies is you're totally acting like your mother right now. <laughs> Have you seen the TikToks of the guy who tells women what they should tell men to really irritate them? Yes. So good. <laughs> so good. He comes up with so many good ones. I should start integrating them into my Twitter experience. Do you remember um do you remember the idiot from North Carolina? Do you remember this? You're going to have to be more specific. There's so many idiots in North Carolina. He was the guy who was like you need to sell your farm and move here because women move for their husbands or whatever, right? Oh, yes, yes. Got to do the old tread uh tread wife thing. Basically, he just wanted me to move. Um I started hitting him with copy pasta, but he doesn't do Twitter. So he had no idea. <laughs> he would say something and I'd find a copy pasta that was even, like just slightly related to what he said and just hit him with it. And he'd just reply as if it was a normal conversation. Right. One Yesterday most- he texted me, he goes, you up? And I said, no. And he thumbs up me. <laughs> It's like I responded, didn't I? I mean. He was probably like, this makes no sense. <laughs> but I think I'm going to start using the the comments from uh, that guy who gives insults for women to use on men. I think I'm going to start using that stuff. Um, because for like the last week, this guy's like, yeah, you're a trophy wife. <laughs> and then he'll only text me after he's done drinking and he's like, wants to be flirty. He's like, yeah, I texted you because I was feeling flirty. It was like, you want me you to don't believe say that. I'm a... <laughs> he's not good at dating. Oh. Like, you want me to believe that you think I'm a trophy wife, but you only flirt with me when you've been drinking. He goes, yeah, wine's an aphrodisiac. I said, my brother in Christ, you are like 35 years old. If you need wine as an aphrodisiac, you should really talk to your physician. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Some people's children. Mm. I We just, we got to come back with a lot of good um, <laughs> snarky comments. I feel like we're both pretty good at them. But talk. I am especially good at them. And unfortunately, I do them in real life, too. And that'll get me in trouble sometimes. Oh, what's good is that, like, I don't have it in real life. I don't yeah. ever see anyone, so I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it's like when I was at Target the other day and I saw a lady and she just kind of, like, moved the the cart, the buggy, as we call them down here in the South, out of the way just ever so slightly, but it was still in the way of everything. And I, when I saw her do it, and I said, so just fuck everybody else, right? And she just kind of looked at me like, What? <laughs> I was like, you can't have a civilized society if you're not returning your cart to the fucking car return. And then just turn around and walked off. That's the shit I would pay to see in public. Like, I don't want to see people getting in people's faces and like trying to 
um, what do you call it? Like cancel them. I don't want to see that. I want to see people calling out shitty people in like a funny way. Oh, so just fuck everybody else, huh? <laughs> and she got taken by so surprised. It was like the look on her face was like, huh? Yeah, because she's not used to people actually like saying anything in pro- in public. Exactly. People exactly. Are I know. But hey, we've done the Minnesota goodbye like seven times, which is really fitting. I know. We're actually coming up on two hours, and I don't really want to make you like the longest episode ever. I want to keep oh, that what? as. I, uh... can't, I can't hold a title <laughs> ever. Man, you know, it's just one of those things. I have to keep Monica Perez as the as like my longest episode of all time. So I don't know who that is, and I'm. Okay you don't know Monica Perez? Oh, you need to go follow her. She's great. I, I'm sure I do follow her, and I just don't recognize the name. So <laughs> that's okay. I, I'll come for her record next time. I'll be more prepared. <laughs> yeah, we're getting up there. I mean, we're almost at two hours now. So, but uh, what's Steph- her, what's her record? I was like two hours and fifteen minutes. Okay, good. good I think uh, Donnie. That for next time. I think Donnie Gebert came close, like two hours and ten minutes once, and he was actually live in studio when I was I'm living sorry, up in Dallas. I, he actually came to the apartment. So <laughs> I have um, the shittiest trailer, so I refuse to do anything "quote unquote" live anywhere. I don't even like going on. Um, camera for my actual job so maybe someday but after I get a house but now I know that at least my episode isn't abnormally long but also I want them to know I'm watching them and I'm coming for that two hours and 15 minutes next time I mean that's okay I mean my my, uh, fifth anniversary of the show was five hours so but I had several different people on it's like the telethon with what's his face who did the telethons? Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Five hours for five anniversary. Yep. Uh, well, I got to say, Forrest Mommy was a champ. She was there for most of the time. So she is the best. And it's really unfortunate that she was banned from Twitter. Elon should fix that. Yeah, she should fix that. Totally don't go find her Discord at all. I'm just saying. <laughs> I I'm in her Discord. I never use it. I'm I'm just so bad at flipping over to Discord because I would never get anything done. <laughs> I was beyond Discord all day. Uh, I need yeah, to get her one Discord of those is great. Tech jobs. Yeah, her Discord is great. Um, way back in the day, Burning Boots Discord was pretty awesome. I don't even know what that is. That was another one of the podcasts out there. I feel very uneducated right now. <laughs> Me just name dropping people of no importance whatsoever. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean they're not important. It's just I'm in my own little bubble so much. People will say all sorts of, oh, have you heard of this person? No. 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 Like, I have over 400 acres and dogs. I've got other things to worry about. <laughs> Yeah, if people want to know why I won't move, that's why. Someone someone commented that on one of my tweets. Like, why do you live in Minnesota? My guy, I didn't pick Minnesota. If I could have picked anywhere, it sure shit would not have been here. Minnesota picked me. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've never understood that. My grandfather was from Kentucky. So was my grandma. They grew up like two towns apart or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> After the war, he came back. He married her a week later. They moved to Detroit. They lived there until 1972. And then he bought this middle of nowhere pr- property. And I mean, it had more acreage at the time, too. So like grain of salt, it was probably for the acreage. It was probably cheap and the taxes were low. Um, I did when I first. So my grandparents are buried in Kentucky. When I first like got it all in my name, I considered selling it and trying to get the same amount of land in Kentucky. And one, the taxes are stupid expensive. And two. The properties are stupid expensive. And I was like, no, I'd rather have all this space and pay less in taxes every year than sell something. You know, I grew up on this farm. My parents lived in a trailer. That's where my current trailer is and walked me across the yard to my grandparents every day. So it's near and dear to my heart. But trust me, if I could have picked, it sure (laughs) shit would not have been Minnesota. Yeah, especially when it gets like 40 below and everything is just frozen out for months at a time. Yeah, no. 10 of 10 do not recommend. <laughs> don't let Bobby Joe hear you say that, though. I think she don't loves it. <laughs> who? Bobby Joe. Gonna need to be more specific. Yeah. If you know, Bobby I know Joe? you, I just want to, before I go, I want to say... If I do know all of you that he's name dropped, but like I know you on Twitter and I say I don't know who you are, trust that is just because I can't see your profile picture. I have a Fantasia and he's probably talking about your real name and not your fucking Twitter handle. And that is why I do not recognize. I'm so sorry in advance if I know you, but say I don't know you because to be honest, I'm, I'm lost. Oh, it's okay. When you're at Silverberg, that's how we refer to each other as by our Twitter handles. <laughs> that's probably for the best because I will absolutely do that. I'll be like, oh, you're cop fucker 101. Nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah, I can't tell you how many times it was like, it's like, hey, Rebel, come over here. I was like, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I go by a different name on Twitter. Yeah, I just. It's just how it is. Uh, people be telling me I'm giving a lot of advice and I just keep telling them it says not advice. It's right there. Still, still not advice. Yeah. Uh, That's like a disclaimer and a warning all at the same time. (laughs) In case you didn't get it the first time around and I have never been banned if Elon asks. True. I don't know. There's sometimes not. I feel I feel bad because like at the most I've had like a, a seven day, but I've never been perma banned. So maybe I'm not doing Twitter correctly. You know, I wonder that all the time. You know, you got all these people that showed up in the FBI flagged bullshit list in the Twitter files, right? Going to name drop somebody Claire. else, Claire Foster. <laughs> Claire, Claire exists because I <laughs> I helped create it in the sense that. Um, back in the day when Claire was like five followers, not lit, I'm exaggerating. Right. Back in the day when she was like nothing, she and I got in a thread fight arguing about the dumbest shit. And I think like three or four tweets in, I was like, nah, she, she has to be fucking with me. 
There's no <laughs> way she's serious. So I did the same thing back and everybody dogpiled it. And that is where Claire took off. And I will always take credit for Claire existing because I, if I hadn't gotten a fight with her because I'm an idiot, she would not exist. Um, so it's disappointing that Claire was able to lose the government's time more than I, like, I need him to release the whole list of all of the problem makers. And if my name is not on it, I'm retiring. I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I looked through the list. My name's not on there either. Even though I went after, uh, after Brandon pretty hard, but my name's not on there. Well, I'm just saying there's gotta be more lists. And if I'm not on those lists, I'm going to be disappointed. They had a whole bunch of accounts that had less than a hundred followers. So disappointed. That's sad. Even like one of those people is like, I have the outreach of an amoeba. Why why are you coming after me? (laughs) I do have to wonder, like, on one hand, it's shitty that they controlled any of this. right? Right. On the other hand, as someone who likes to waste government resources... I feel like we were able to waste a lot of their time and effort that they could have spent on other things. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. There is a whole thing. Like when I was in the military and they were talking about, you know, being taken captured and everything, it's your duty to make them use as many guards as possible to guard you, to keep you from escaping their little prison or whatever, because it's less people that they have to send to the front lines. Exactly. So, well, I'm glad if, we're on the same page. Yeah, if we tied up a bunch of nerds' times at the at the FBI with our stupid shit posting. <laughs> oh man, the sad thing is, is like some people believed Claire's tweet. That still happens to this day. No, I know, but just like <laughs> Claire is so obviously a troll. Yes, it is very much a troll. And it's all hilarious. And yet some people believe it. Yep. There's people out there who think that the Hilaria Bryden account is real. So The Anne Lesby. I saw, I logged into Facebook to like check on like my cousins and stuff. That's the only oh, thing Oh, you I logged into Facebook? Ew. Well, I only use it to check in on my cousins and stuff and make sure like they're living their best lives. And then I log off. But I happened like when the, when the feed refreshed someone had unironically posted a screenshot of an Anne Lesby tweets oh that's that's hysterical and like unironically in the comments they were commenting on it I don't remember which one it was but it was just so stupid and I almost replied with you guys do realize this is a troll account right Lesby <laughs> Anne like <laughs> You realize this is not real. I almost did, and then I was like, "Oh, but I don't want to have to clear my notification alert." Never mind. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, I guess. For the most part, yes. Okay, Steph, I'm I'm kicking you off now. Okay, I'm kicking myself <laughs> off. I should probably get ready for bed because I'm old. I just shut up. Gray hairs. <laughs> Don't talk to me about gray hairs. Don't fucking go there. Do not. Gray hairs. I was born when Jimmy Carter was still president. Don't fucking talk to me about I didn't have any fucking gray hairs and then I lost all my hair after COVID. 
and then a bunch of them came back fucking gray. My dad <sighs> was gray before I was ever born. I'm telling, I can't fucking do it. Don't talk to me about gray hairs. Yeah, at one point I feel sorry for my little brother who went salt and pepper when he was 18, but he still has all of his hair, and I don't. Yeah, thankfully mine all came back, but now like I've got a, I've got a gray streak on the side of my head. So yep. no, I, mean, I can't tell you that uh, that I have signed for Louis C.K. three times in this world. The third one just <laughs> happened a couple of days ago. I was at the grocery store. Yeah. Somebody come up and said, Louis, can I get your autograph? And I said, sure. Ah. Hey, and I don't even do a really good Louis impersonation. People. At least you get mistaken for someone. I do not. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. People mistake me for someone who gives a fuck all the time. All the fucking time. Okay, well, it's been real. I've had a blast. Apologies to everyone who listened to me be an absolute fucking retard. Uh, but that's I love that's okay. All right, at two hours and five minutes into this, if you have listened this long, <laughs> tag me and Steph on Twitter with a picture of SpongeBob skins so that we know that you listened to all of it. And there may be a prize involved if I get tagged in something. I wasn't we going to do a prize because I don't encourage this type of behavior, but. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say what the prize was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's been real. You have a great rest of your night. All right. You too. I'm going to go to bed now because I'm old. <laughs> and enfeebled. <laughs> All right. Catch you around the timeline, Steph. <laughs> Get off my show now. All right, there she goes, folks. Steph, still not advice on Twitter. Uh, yeah, so uh, once I get the uh, notes all updated below, I'll fill that out. Uh, anyways, guys, thank you for coming along, and uh, we'll catch you next time on a brand new episode of Ribble with a Cause. Ouch.